Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Hashtag Clocked In with me, your host, Jordan Edwards. I'm thrilled to have you tune in as we dive into the dynamic world of productivity, success, and stories of incredible individuals who've mastered the art of getting things done. Whether you're commuting, hitting the gym, or just relaxing at home, this podcast is the go-to source for inspiration and actionable tips to level up your productivity game. I'm on a mission to unravel the secrets of those who seem to effortlessly manage their time and achieve their goals. So if you're ready to clock in and unlock your full potential, you're in the right place. We've got a lineup of amazing guests, industry experts, and thought leaders who will share their insights and strategies to help us crush your to-do list and make the most out of every moment. Get ready to get inspired, motivated, and equipped with the tools you need to supercharge your productivity. This is Hashtag Clocked In with Jordan Edwards. Let's dive in. What's up? It's Clocked In with Jordan Edwards here. Hey, what's going on, guys? We got a special guest here. We got Elliot Andrew Marshall. He's a martial artist, business owner, podcaster, and author. He was the first American to win the BJJ Pan Am Championship at Blue, Purple, and Brown Belt. What that stands for is Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. After transitioning to MMA, Elliot fought on the Ultimate Fighter, earned a UFC contract, and fought for four more years. Upon retirement, he has become a co-owner of the Easton Training Center, one of Colorado's leading martial arts schools with seven locations across Denver area. And through his podcast, The Gospel of Fire, Elliot will help you realize that you have the power to do and be whatever you want. Elliot, welcome. What up, homie? How are you? Good, good. How is everything? What's happening? I'm good, man. We were just talking before. I get a little decompressed time, you know, but not really. I have to catch up on all the work that uh, I didn't do over the last two weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So dive into that. What was going on the last two weeks? What's yeah, so I am, uh, I'm the coach of a couple of high level athletes, uh, that fight in the UFC and, uh, you know, you go like when, when it's, uh, it's a, it's a week, it's fight week, you know, you, yeah. in, in Vegas, you're actually locked away, quarantined. So you're really? quarantined in the hotel and, um, like we were just talking, it's hard to do anything else because, um, you have this really big looming thing over everyone's head, first of all, you know, and second of all, they, you know, fight, the fighter might need you. And if the fighter needs you, you got to go. So if you and I, for example, would have scheduled this podcast, uh, then it would have been really shitty, but I'd be like this the whole time, like wondering, <laughs> like I wouldn't be giving my full attention. So it's hard to give your full attention to anything else other than fight week. Fight week is generally very boring you sit around in a hotel and hang out um but there's always a possibility yeah yeah well i'm i'm glad we finally got you yeah, on we got to, yeah um so for you what 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 really got you into fighting mma mm. jiu-jitsu ufc all of it like what where did it start okay so it started for me in 1986 uh i kicked a lamp in my house because i saw the karate kid and then my parents put me in karate so that's where it started um, and then I did karate my whole life. I learned some Brazilian jiu-jitsu, got into Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, and then competed and won in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and moved on to the UFC and 
Um, this is the very, very short cliff notes of the story, but you know, that's, that, that's how it went. Karate kid to UFC fighter. I love it. And you get on you. And when you're doing all of this, yeah. Was there ever, was this always like the main thing in your head? Like I'm going to be a UFC fighter. Or is it like what's going through your head as you're going to these all different right. events? Let's go deeper. Okay. We'll go deeper here. I was born in 1980. My dad's black. My mom's Jewish and she's the child of Holocaust survivors. So, um, father who grew up doing civil rights, grandparents who I spent three, four days a week with concentration camps, life, not safe. That's my narrative, right? My parents protected me from life, not safe for a very long time. We moved to a new neighborhood uh, we show up in the neighborhood. We're building a house there. Our house is spray painted with swastikas and Niger's go home and, and craziness. And then, so that became my life. My parents can't protect me anymore. Like the, the I was getting to see how unsafe the world was. Yeah. Um, I had no friends. I, I didn't fit in anywhere. I wasn't like, uh, yeah, it was rough. I had, you know, I had two friends, I should say one lived towns and towns away and the other one was my neighbor but he went to a different school so school very difficult for me all of the things yeah. that you normally like about school lunch recess walking through the halls i hated about school because i was alone like when we got to the classroom somebody had to sit next to me it was forced yeah um outside of the class nobody had to talk to me be nice to me or anything so um fast forward this is this is my experience through senior uh, up until through junior year summer of my senior year in between junior and senior year i start to learn a little brazilian jiu-jitsu i go back to school i talk about it a little bit some of the state champ wrestlers go uh because i came from a very big wrestling school they're like ah man we'll we'll beat your ass and i was like okay let's let's do it let's see and j- just for those who don't know, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, how does that differ from wrestling? Just to give mm, a- It's the same exact thing almost. Like if you're going to just look at it, except the goal of wrestling is to pin the person's back to the mat. And the goal of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is to make the person give up, tap with a stranglehold, okay. right? With, with a choke or, an, or a joint manipulation. Okay. Okay. Um, so I, you will fight off your back. But we knew when we went in that we were going to wrestle and someone was going to give up. Yeah. Right? That one's you know? going to win. So someone's going to win, not just pinning me. Like it wasn't yeah. about pinning me. Um, Cause obviously they could do that. I don't know how to fucking wrestle. Yeah. But they're the ones who tapped. They're the ones who really? up. Right. So uh, I start now and these guys were cool. These were popular. They were state champs that, you know, so now Elliot got a little, you know, I lost a little baby fat. Like I bloomed. I was a late bloomer. You know, I think, uh, so after that, maybe a girl kissed me for the first time and that changes your life. Right. (laughs) Um, uh, and man, it just, I started to get some popularity. Not a lot. I started to have some friends. So then I associate fighting with acceptance. People will accept me. Look, that's not good. Yeah. (laughs) That could be a little dangerous. Yeah. It ended up being very dangerous for me. Right. Because as I move through my career and as I fight more skillfully and as I get better and I get more and more acceptance, I have it all over here. I'm not just fighting to go try to win. I'm fighting for like my placeholder in the world, like my whole identity is wrapped up in it. And it crumbles. Yeah. 
You don't see a championship belt behind me, right? No, I don't. No, no. It's because I don't have one. I'm not, I'm not a world champion. Yeah. Right. So obviously it crumbled. I did not achieve the goal. And then fast, you know, my fight career ends in 2011. Yeah. We, I go into business right away, you know? Yeah. How uh, was that transition for you? Man, you know, it was really easy for me because I was teaching. I've been teaching martial arts ever since I was 13. So, okay. um, and I was teaching for my then instructor who is now my business partner, you know? So, uh, oh, I you know, I retired from fighting on a Saturday it was my last fight. And that next Tuesday, I looked at the building that we, that to purchase the, where the Denver school currently is. So I yeah. had a very quick transition. There was no downtime for me. Makes yeah. sense. Um, which is super lucky. Like I was ridiculous. Yeah. Like, my like my life is nothing but a massive amount of luck. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So I made that happen. Businesses are going well, but I never addressed this demon, this Ellie. It's not safe demon. This anxiety, like I, you know, I, I suffer from anxiety. It, it creeps. Yes. You know, at that point, it would creep up every couple of years. Every, you know, I don't know, maybe twice a year sometimes, but it, then it would dissipate. 2016 comes. Look, nothing wrong. Like nothing bad. Like yeah. my life was good. And I have a nine-month episode, what I like to call a mental breakdown slash spiritual awakening of yeah. massive, acute, intense anxiety. Really? And then I have to get myself through it. And when I say get myself through it, my friends had to hold me up, you know? My friends and, and my, you know, my crew had to, had yeah. to hold, hold me up while I... Uh, wove my way through the world and figured and figured out some very important stuff. And what was it stemmed from? Oh, from the fact that I'm not safe. From the whole fighting? No, from the whole, from the whole growing up with a dad who survived civil rights, broke as fuck, lived in a one bedroom house with six people, didn't have hot water. You yeah. Know, like that's my dad's experience. Never went trick or treating because it wasn't safe. Yeah. And from, you know, my grandparents' experience with the Holocaust. Yeah. You're not yeah, safe. Well, yeah, no, no, no. I definitely understand. I'm actually Jewish. Okay. And so you hear about the Holocaust stories and it's just terrifying. And that, that's I, why. I lived, yeah, I lived them. Yeah. yeah. Like you, you could not meet my grandparents without being like, yo, what the fuck happened to these people? Yeah. Right, like, like the second you meet them, you're like, "What the fuck happened to these people?" You walk in their house, and it's like, "What, what happened here?" Yeah, and uh, you know, there's food in the basement. It's 1995. There's food in the basement from 1975. There's, you know, like, just terrified. Yeah, just terrified. Fucking terrified. My grandmother never slept again. Yeah, you know, because that that conditioning, it's just uh, mentally, it's horrible for you. In which case, I, you're never to overcome that is a completely another monster and no one's taught how to do that really. I don't know if you can. Yeah. Like my look, they, we didn't need for anything when I was a kid, they didn't need for anything. They weren't, they were by no means poor. Um, but in South Jersey, there's farms, you know, and there's a big farm right behind, like through the woods of, of their house. And my grandmother used to have me and my uncle sometimes walk through the woods at night and then go crawl into the farm and steal cucumbers, 10 cucumbers. 
how, how much does cucumbers cost? Nothing. Nothing. Right? Nothing. And, yeah. but why? Just for you to feel like. So might need them. Really? What if we run out of food? Oh, wow. What if we run out of food? I threw stale bread out once. Stale fucking bread. And my grandfather goes and gets it and he goes, you've never been hungry. Oh my God. So what do you think the biggest lesson you learned from them? Obviously, every take every day for, you can't take a day for granted. The, be, the, the lesson I learned from them, how, yeah. to survive, how to survive. Yeah. How to have the mental fortitude to survive. Yeah. Because you must, because that's all it is. It's mental fortitude, right? Yeah. You, ha- you have to be able to grit your teeth and make it fucking happen for yourself. Yeah. And so when, they live through the biggest case of unfair ever. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right? It, it's not even close. Like, it's literally not even close. It's right. And, and the, the thing is, is, you know, fast forward to today, look, life still isn't fair for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know, uh, I mean, we see it happen every, every day. Past year has been a prime example of right. every group that felt like it was unfair. It got brought up now. And in circumstances, it got brought up. Yeah. Now, look, we need to do everything we can in our power as those who have made it out. Like, for example, I've made it out of that. Yeah. Right? Uh, I need to do everything I can to try to equalize our opportunities not outcomes, equalize out opportunities for people so that they have a fair, the most fair shot as possible. However, when I'm speaking to the underprivileged, if there's an underprivileged person sitting right in front of me, I will never, I will tell them, yes, you are correct that it is not fair. However, it is on you to get yourself out of this shit. It is on you and I'll tell you what the most amazing news is. You can fucking do it. You actually have the power to do it. You just have to want it. You know, and if you want out, if you want out, you can get out. It's possible. It's possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, any opportunity, especially in America, too. It's I don't care where you are. It's fucking possible. Right. If you believe that it's possible, then it's possible. If you believe that it's impossible, then you're right. You know, whichever, whatever line of the fence that you fall on here, you know, of believing or not believing, you're correct. Absolutely. You know, you're correct. And wh- where did that come from for you? Where you had the ability to basically saying that you control your own destiny? It came through my, my, my breakdown. I, I got to realize my power. I got to realize my, my own ability to overcome. You know, I got to real, I got, I got to get really in touch with something that I think is very, very important, which is who are you? What does it, who, who am I? Yeah. Who am I? What is the per, what is my, what, why am I here on this earth? Like, like what is, what is, I like to call them the three P's. I already always knew what my passion was. What's, you know, my passion's martial arts, but what's my power. And then what's my purpose? Like what, what are these things that, that, that I, I, I can't be here for me. I can't be here for money. I can't be here for material things. Like, why, why do I exist? Um, and those are really important questions that I had to answer. And what you, would you find out? Uh, I know exactly who I am. You know, <laughs> I know exactly who I am. First, look, my process is simple. My process that I do it with is these two quotes on, the, on my back wall here. 
Um, I'll read them to you in a sec. The first one's Martin Luther King and the second one's Teddy Roosevelt. It starts with Martin Luther King. Darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. And hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. You must love yourself. We must love ourselves first and foremost. It's the most important thing. If we, you're the most important person that you need to love. Once you love yourself, in, I'm sorry, in order to love yourself, you have to know who you are. Yeah. Right? You can't yeah. love something that you don't know what it is or who it is. So I'm a father. Inside father is husband. You know, it's kind of wrapped yeah. together. I'm a teacher. I'm a student. I'm a fighter. I'm a survivor. Those, that's who I am. Yeah. Those things are always true. Yeah. Can't falsify them. So if I go out and I do something really skillful, let's say I start a business and I make $10 million, does it change any of my I am's? No. No. Uh, let's say I start a business, I, I invest $50,000 in this said business again, and it falls flat on its face and it doesn't work at all. Does it change any of my I am's? No. No. Okay. So therefore, events don't change who I am, good or bad. Yeah. So then I can do this. You second. don't. Go yeah. Ahead. You, yeah. Well, basically, I think that's amazing because you don't tie your identity to I have more money or I have less money or I have a got to go on this trip or I didn't go on this trip or it doesn't or matter. Or I was successful or unsuccessful at something. Yeah. I can just look at events now as information. I can just be like, okay, look, this part I did well and this part I didn't do well. And boom, boom, boom. And I can just take information and go, okay, more of this, less of that, but, but, right? You just start computing. Right, you just yeah. start realizing because I know who I am and I work on it every day. I wake up and I deal with who who is Elliot every morning. Yeah. It's the first thing I do. I wake up, get out of bed, take a shit, and lay down. <laughs> start doing my, you know, start figuring out me, you know. And and yeah. um, so if events don't touch me, then I can do the second quote, which is Teddy Roosevelt, the man in the arena. It's not the critic who counts. It's not the. <clears throat> Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes up short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, super important right there, worthy cause, you know, who at best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, who at worst, if he fails, at least he fails while daring greatly and so that his soul, <clears throat> so that his place shall never be with those tall, cold and timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat. Let's go. I, enter, let's go enter the arena, my friend. Let's go enter the arena and let's keep trying. Okay. But what do you have to keep trying at? You have to keep trying at a worthy cause. So what's the worthy cause? What's the yeah. worthy cause that you are chasing? What's the worthy, worthy cause that your life is about? What is your purpose? Yeah. But the, you, you can't find that by sitting on the sidelines. You need the arena. Absolutely. And I think that relates to lots of risk. So there's a lot of people that don't want to take risks. Like I saw that you got a mathematics degree in mm -hmm. college. And mm -hmm. then you still proceeded to go and you could have got a job, and but you went and fight. You went and did the fighting instead. It wasn't my passion. Yeah. When you're young, you follow your passion. Yeah. Which I absolutely love. And nowadays it's never been easier like we have this technology like you're in denver i'm in tampa like we're able to talk to each other yeah what's your, <laughs> what's your passion you can sell it to the world yeah sell it give it away yeah like you know that so that's that's for me the, the third one purpose you you give your purpose yeah just go give it to people and see what happens watch what fucking happens to your life 
I can't even promise you it will bring you a ton of money, but God damn, it will bring you some and you will be, your cup will be so filled, right? You, the, the people you meet will be so interesting. The, the conversations you have will be so worth it. You know, instead, what are we doing? We're, we're doing some of the opposite stuff. You know, we're not entering arenas right now, especially from my perspective, men, we're being a bunch of fucking cowards. You know, we're, what do you mean? we're, mm, we're playing it safe, you know, in what regard? Well, first of all, with our feelings, yeah, you know, we don't know who you, you, you're, you're, we're afraid of our feelings. We're afraid of how we feel. We're afraid to talk about them. We're afraid to talk about where we're weak, you know, where I just approach it from the opposite place. I, I'll, I'll tell you where I'm weak. I have yeah. anxiety, Jordan. Sometimes that keeps me up all night and I cry. I get very scared. I'm very afraid that people will leave me. You know, yeah. I've, I'm very afraid that I'm not being enough for people and then I will be alone again. And when I'm alone again, Hitler could come and then I have a problem. So the, this wow. is where all of my fear stems from. But I'll tell you all of it. Yeah. So now you can never use it against me. Yeah, I love I love that because it's so. I mean, as soon as you started saying that, I started thinking about myself and how I act with the other people, and I, I'm always trying to be that helper and like you can do this and it'll be all right. But I never focus on myself, being like, man, I just don't like doing this, or like I'm really struggling with this, or I'm upset about this, or whatever it is, because right. you're we're afraid of that judgment, right? And who could judge us? You know what I mean? And what could be? Yeah. No one's playing with the same deck of cards that I'm playing with. So why am I going to compare myself to them? Absolutely. We're not even playing. We're not playing the same game. You're playing, you know? Yeah. Maybe you got dealt pocket aces. Good for you. And maybe I got dealt 10, seven deuce. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and no, 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 absolutely. There's no, no one's the best starting. Yeah. But it, it also doesn't determine where you're going to end up. Yeah. It's going to be harder that. for me. Right. If you have the pocket aces and I have the seven deuce, it's going to be harder for me. Yeah. But if the flop comes seven deuce 10, hmm, yeah. I'm a ahead now. <laughs> and if you're, and if you still play it, like you're the fucking man and you don't pay attention and make adjustments in the world with your pocket aces, you've got a big fucking problem. Yeah. Right. You have a big problem. You could even, you know, you could even hit your full house of yeah. another seven hitting the board. So then you're going to have ace, uh, sevens over aces, but I'm going to have sevens over twos, and I'm going to be the winner. Yeah. My full house will beat your full house, You'll, you know, because you're not paying attention to what's out on the board. Yeah. So, you know, people are uh, – but, you know, we have so, – so we have to be aware. We have to be aware of how we're feeling, what's going on in the world, and what is uh, an intention versus impact. You know, I think those two things are a very important topic to talk about. Like, um, I think intention greatly matters, but the impact matters as well of your behaviors and your words and things like that. Yeah. Intentions are huge, 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 huge. Because I was sitting there and I was thinking about it and it's just anybody who's ever had any goal or any aspiration or wants to accomplish anything, like for you got to have intent. You got to know exactly what direct, like. You don't leave fighting on sat on Saturday and then start up again on Tuesday without some intent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's got it. You got to understand. What I you're always going knew I wanted to own martial arts schools. 
you had the intent from even younger. <laughs> Since I was eight years old. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. So, so what's your North star? That's the, th- so like when you talk about intention, right? Like what, what are you pointing at? Yeah. What and are you why? trying to accomplish? And why? What will you have? Yeah. What, what will you have? What will you have to do? What will you be? Yeah. If, if, if when you get there. And who's the person you'll meet, which yeah. is the most interesting part. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what's the point of this whole thing? Okay. You want a Fortune 500 company? Why? Yeah. Tell me why you want a Fortune 500 company. You, want, you know, you want to be the CEO of, well, tell me why. Yeah. Money's not enough. Money's not going to be the motivator. No. no. You'll wait. You'll blow that money. Yeah. You need something much deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Really find that purpose and find where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. So for you, um, what do you think your true purpose is in regard to life in general and your findings like from that time with yourself? Cause I think it's super important. Like for myself, I started Edwards consulting and what we do is we basically meet with people and it's a lot of that mindset, like you're talking about and it breaks out into mental health, physical health, community, philanthropy and relationships and spirituality. And I have that because there's so much more to us. There's different levels to us. You know what I mean? We can't just be, I'm in this job and now I'm a VP and I'm supposed to be happy. No, there's more. There's more. If your family's falling apart, it's not great. It's not great. Right. Um, so for you, what's the purpose that you found? My purpose? Yeah. Is to help other people realize their power. Dive into that a little bit. What's your power? Your power is whatever ma- it's the thing that makes you be amazing in the world. The thing yeah. that, that that makes you you. Yeah. Doesn't might not make you a ton of money. I don't I don't know. It might not make you famous. I'm not sure. What's you know? Yeah. Now uh, I do that from a distance. I do that closer, and then I do that super close. Yeah. Those are the the levels, you know, that that we do that I do it at. So you know, most of it is through the martial arts lens. Most of it in my yeah. life has been through the martial arts lens. I'm trying to move it now to also include the online lens. Yeah. I'm super unskillful at it. So, but okay. <laughs> as long as we try, that's all we need. No, 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 no. It's not all about trying. It's all about becoming more skillful. Yeah. Right? Like yeah, a, a, fly, a fly flies into a, a window <laughs> to get out all the time. It's trying yeah. to get out. Yeah. Just not being very skillful. We're smarter than flies. Yeah. Right? So can can I be more skillful with my actions as I move through this? Yeah. So how would you say someone becomes more skillful? Obviously, you pay, you pay attention to outcomes. Yeah. You don't attach to outcomes. You pay attention to outcomes. When you when you okay, ready? I you know, I made an Instagram post today, right? Yeah. So I go on my Instagram. Now, what do I do? Do I Oh, 107 likes it has so far in two hours. Is, okay. is that, is that the, no, that's not the, that's not the, the outcome the that I'm looking yeah. for. That's not the gauge. You have to go farther. You have to go into your insights. Okay. Mm, okay. 38 people sent that to somebody else. 11 people saved it. Now we're talking. Now I'm starting to touch someone's life. They're starting to pay attention to what I'm saying. Right. I don't care if they fucking liked it. Okay. I, I want their attention. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Mm, okay. 7% of the people that have interacted with this post weren't following me. That's very good as well. I like yeah. that. You know, we're, we're, we're gaining traction there. You know, eight people visited my profile. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm, I'm interested in more impact in the human being's life. Yeah. So you have to, you have to start to look and look, that's just simple with Instagram. You know, yeah. you have to dive into some results that you're getting and then you have to make, make adjustments, make shifts, make, okay. I, I called my wife a dumb bitch and this I, and I got a, that was, yeah. Bad, right. Like, yeah, yeah it's results. It's right. Results, you, right. You have to look at things and go, okay. You have to look at results and events and then adjust just yeah. like the card example that I gave you had aces. I had seven deuce. If you play your aces like they're always golden, you're, you could be very fucked. Yeah. You know, you're yeah. not looking at the next event. Yeah. But again, the event doesn't have to touch your life. Yeah. You'll hold on to those aces like you're golden if winning this poker hand is going to fuck with your life. If it's going to yeah. fuck with who you are. Yeah. If winning the poker hand isn't that big of a deal, and you, but you are in the pot, you're going to lose some money, right? You can realize, oh, shit, bad and unskillful. Let it go. Cut my losses now. And this but is- if it's the amount you tie to each outcome. Yeah. My friend, you know, with the poker example, my friend who is a, he was a professional player, poker player, he goes, Elliot, your profit will always be the amount of times that you don't call when you fold. That's, that's the money. When you, when you save the bet. Yeah. Your winning hands are your winning hands, right? Yeah. And that's going to be a number, right? Yeah. You're going to dwindle them away by, oh, okay, I'll, I'll see the next card. Yeah. The amount of times you don't see the next card, you yeah. know, when you, when you shouldn't, when the odds, if, if, you, if the odds say you should, then you should. Yeah. You know, but when the odds say you shouldn't, when the, number, when the, when the math says, nope, shouldn't call right now, right? Same thing with blackjack, right? And people understand blackjack better, you know? Yeah. Nobody hits when they have 20. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, that makes simple. Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. If, if you hit on 20, you're going to be a loser. <laughs> <laughs> like 99% of the time. More than that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's cool. So let's dive into your gyms and obviously yeah. we just came through a tough part with COVID. Yeah. So how was that for you? You got seven of them in Denver. Yeah. So I have rules for my life, you know, yeah. um, like my values almost, right? Like my core yeah. values, you have to do jujitsu. So these are metaphorically and, fit- and figuratively as well. You have to do jujitsu. You live in my house. You have to do jujitsu. <laughs> um, Cause you have to learn how to fight. Fighting, fighting teaches you skills that, mental skills that that yeah. nothing else can teach um, yeah. you have to learn how to swim and this is you know as you i'll go through the rules first and i'll come back to this one because this is what covid was yeah. about um rule number three is you have to look people in the eye demand respect give it back rule yeah. number four is if you're scared you must go do it rule number five and please don't say people always go oh yeah i'm scared to jump off the bridge and you're like yeah that's danger you dumbass that's not scared uh, uh, rule number five is you make your money work for you. You don't work for your money. And then rule number six, if my brother goes down, then I go down. We rather die together. Yeah. Let's go back to rule number two. Cause you asked about COVID swimming. What's the number one thing that you teach when you teach someone how to swim, what you teach them how to do. 
Stay afloat. Stay afloat. Can you stay afloat? When COVID comes and I have the antithesis of a social distance business. Yeah. Could we stay afloat? Could we figure out how to make it work enough so that we stayed afloat? Yeah. That's it. So how was that? Oh, it's terrible. I haven't mopped that many. uh, I haven't mopped (laughs) as many mats since I was the cleaner of the school back in 1999. Yeah. It was awful, but it was amazing. Yeah. Because we, we honed in on who it is that we are. We got tighter on who it is that we are. We got tighter on our systems. People that didn't want to be there at 150 employees, right? If you don't want to be here, then like you got weeded out a little bit, right? Like yeah. the team got really, really, really fucking tight, like as tight as could be. So um, that's what happens in difficult times. And at that point now, it's just the best are in there. Everyone's yeah. dedicated to the mission. No yeah. one's slacking good good times good times create weak men weak men create hard times hard times create strong men add add women in there add women in there as well yeah like women women as enough figurative yeah so uh yeah what you got baby (laughs) you you threw the worst possible thing you could throw at us worse than a recession yeah way worse because you can open doors yeah for some point way worse than a recession so now you guys made it through. Uh-huh. You guys are it's in the back burner. Is all of Colorado open? Uh, yeah, for the most part. So people are returning. Yeah, yeah. We have almost as many members now. Uh, I think we're 20 members short, maybe 40 members short at one of our schools. Uh, most, some of the schools have more. Some of the schools are yeah. way above. You know, like I started, we opened a school in January, January the 20th of 2020. Oh, wow. Uh, So, you know, we had a solid two months of being open. Not, no, a month and a half, right? We had a solid month and a half of being open before they closed us. Uh, So, but, you know, that school has 223 members now. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible. um, And, yeah, we're, you know, hard times create strong men, homie. You know, I like that a lot. I've heard that before, but that was just a prime example and such a just really shows where we are today and what, what we can be. And right. yeah, can you survive? Yeah, it's a major token of possibility, which is also really cool. Yeah, so we survived. That's all it was. It wasn't about making money, it wasn't about uh, look, I didn't get paid for a year other than I had to go on unemployment because yeah. uh. There's a work there was a work share program in Colorado, right? Where everybody on payroll had to be on yada yada, right? So yeah. but unemployment was not gonna do it for me, right? Yeah. <laughs> but that's okay. Because you did did you know, can you survive? Did you have a did you have money in the bank? Yeah. Were you responsible right? were, were, Yeah, were you responsible? Or or did you or did you while times were good? You know, as they have been for the martial arts industry since 2004, you know, um, while times were good, did you fucking party like a rock star? Yeah. I mean, that's the prime example of, uh, I forget what Warren Buffett exactly said, but he's like, during good times, everyone looks good. But when the ocean pulls back, the sea is wearing their swimsuits. (laughs) Right. Right. You know, so you, you know. Look, when COVID hit, I looked at my bank account. 
called my business partner, asked him what his bank account said. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's how long we have. Yeah. And we'll do what we can do. Yeah. Wow. You know, everyone. So, you know, it was really cool, including like unemployment and all that stuff. None of my staff made less money. The only people who made less money in 2020 were me and my business partner. Wow. Which is the way it's supposed to be, though. Absolutely. Leaders eat last, man. You know? Yeah. Leaders eat last. You got to make sure you take care of the people. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Because without them. Right. And now we're rolling. Yeah. Doing our thing. That's incredible. So, so what do you have coming up? What's going down the line? I know you had shit, man. I I don't, I don't know. I, I, you know, I got all this catch up to do. I got to work on my, on my, my two online businesses. You know, I have my personal one and my one for we. You know, we started uh, one for other martial arts schools. You know, where we we consult with other martial arts schools. Um, So I have some catch up. I have some catch up work there. I have my fighters that uh, I love and adore. Excuse me. You know. Uh, Yeah. And just wake, you know, wake up, meditate, have some gratitude, realize who I am, say the four agreements, chase after it, go to bed, uh, you know, chase after it, get back down on my knees, say thank you to the universe, tell all the people uh, in the world that I love them, that love me uh, for all my skillful and unskillful actions, rinse and repeat the next day. I love it. That's I love I it. Mean. When did you implement the four agreements? Are you talking about from the book? From the book. Oh, uh, yeah. I just read it with my – we have a morning group, and we read okay. the four agreements. Unreal. 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 <laughs> T- tell me where you go wrong. I, the only yeah. one I change a little bit is I don't like to say do my best because I don't like the word best. Best, you know, I like the word skillful and unskillful. So I yeah. always look for the mo- – so, you know, uh, for everyone that's listening, be impeccable with your word. May Take nothing personally. Make no assumptions. And these are the two fucking things that, that the world is doing so unskillfully right now is we're taking yeah. everything as personally as possible. And we're making all of these assumptions about other people. Uh, and then the fourth agreement is always look for the most skillful action. Yeah. So there we go. I do that. I say my I am's. Get up. Get the fuck after it. Elliot, I love it. I so, love it. Yeah. Where can, where, where can the people find you? Fire Marshal 205 on Instagram. That is where if you want to speak with me, that's where you have, that's the only place that I, that you have a hundred percent possibility of me responding everywhere else. Twitter, Facebook, all of that stuff is much, much smaller. Um, so Fire Marshal 205 on Instagram is where you can find me. Uh, my website is elliotmarshall.com. I have a podcast, The Gospel of Fire, where I tell other, where I like to tell other people's stories about how they found their power. Um, yeah. I have a book about my struggle called the gospel of fire as well. Um, it's on Amazon and it's on audible. So wherever you have your consuming preferences, uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, man. I love it. But I'm, I'm, I'm not here to sell anything. You know, I'm not here no, to sell no, anything. Yeah. You know, like I hate when people have that like agenda of like, Oh, they're coming on to like my, my, my goal is to have a, have a, skillful conversation with you and hopefully if we could touch one person's life today with the conversation then fuck yeah i love it i love it Elliot, you're the man appreciate i appreciate you coming on yeah. hell yeah man thank you thank you for reaching the end of the podcast for that we'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with edwards consulting hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in thank you for reaching the end of the podcast for that 
We'll give you a complimentary coaching session in the link below with Edwards Consulting. Hope to see you there and have a great day and keep clocking in.